what's going on everybody hey terry welcome i'm so glad you're able to join me tonight i know it was kind of a a last minute i decided i wanted to get in one last cocktails with ko before 2021 was gone and i was in the mood to talk tonight so i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna hop on tonight and and see what everybody's got going on hey melissa how are you darling how was your Thanksgiving? I hope it was good. Man, I'm like, I can't believe we are in December of 2021. And this year is about to be over. I'm actually ready for this year to be over. So ready for 2021 to be over. 2022 got to come in a hell of a lot better than 2020 and 2021 like uh double fingers crossed that it has got to be a much better year i i tell you oh my goodness i i can't take no more melissa said great how was yours and patio looks great thank you i still got look the wind's been windy out here and knocked down a couple of my um my pictures i've got to go ahead and hang them i had them stuck up there with the double-sided tape and uh, the, a good gust of wind came through and knocked them down. I was trying not to hang them, but I guess I'm going to go ahead and have to hang them uh, so they don't keep getting um, blown down. But eventually I'm going to have to shut the patio down. I don't want to. I don't want to shut down my outdoor uh, sanctum at all, but eventually I'm going to have to do that though. Ugh. But yeah. Thank you. But I did. I had a um, a good Thanksgiving. We had a great time with family. Rick and Eric, this is cocktails. It's not red wine conversations, but they should. I told Rick and uh, well, I know I told Eric to make sure that he um, he signed on because I was going to talk about self-reflection. So we need to make sure that they do come on here tonight. I don't know. If, 
pretty Ricky. He'll probably he usually does show up. Hey, Dwight, how are you? Yes, Terry. Yes, yes. I'm gonna pop that up. Terry says yes, cuz I agree. New year, bigger things. Absolutely. I am hoping for much bigger and better things in this upcoming year. Hey, Dwight, how are you doing, darling? How was your Thanksgiving? I hope everything was good. Like, man, 2021 is going out crazy. It came in crazy. It is going out crazy. I'm ready for it to be um, gone. What is it? She said, Dwight said, I'm sore from playing 160 minutes of rugby. Man, <laughs> you wouldn't have it any other way, though. You love playing rugby, so you wouldn't have it any other way. Soreness and all. You'll take it just to be able to get out there on that field and play. You don't care. Let's keep it real. Ain't no, you love being a man down. You know you do. I'm sipping on my Manhattan tonight in my cup. Oh my goodness. Did y'all see the uh towels? I can't wait. I finally got I'm waiting on my sweatshirts to come in. Um, we I'm finally getting some um red wine conversation apparel um and i'll let you guys know in 2022 you'll see I'll, I'll post a few things i haven't really decided there's some pieces that will not be sold uh but i think i may um offer the hoodie if people are interested in buying the hoodie um when the hoodie comes in so i'll post some pictures of that um when i get it but it'll have the logo similar to um, well, not similar. It'll be have that same logo that's on the tile picture uh, that I posted that Dion did. I absolutely love. So what is this? Dwight said, what do you think about those parents who got arrested from that kid shooting up uh, the school? I'm going to be I'm going to be quite honest. I haven't really dove um, into that, uh, to be quite honest, uh, Dwight. Um I am not a big news watcher. I'm going to have to be honest with you on that one. I don't watch news because I get tired of the depressing events. Like, it's so much going on right now. I want to stay focused on, on, the, on the happy. And I try not to focus on other people's. Um, yeah, I, I, and I, I can agree. But I, I try not to even honestly focus on that. I really right now my only focus is um is my family I, I had a loss a recent loss in my family that i'm going to tell you guys about um but i haven't been look, looking at the news i've just been trying to stay upbeat and you got me now emotional just thinking about it just trying to stay upbeat and positive um because we lost the matriarch in our family. I'm sorry. I was not expecting to get that emotional. Ah. But we lost um, a family matriarch uh, right after Thanksgiving. And so, you know, just been trying to focus on staying uh, positive. So you guys, please... Please pay for my, oh, I'm sorry. I had a lot of things going and I really was not planning. Uh, 
please keep the Gardner family um, in your prayers and, and pray for us during this time. You know, you have to realize like life, life is short. Things are happening. People, people are dying left and right. And, and, and we have to focus on something different. They, and, and you're right, years of teaching of hate, and it's time for us to move away from that. You know, it, it's, it's time to figure out how to shift the focus. And if we have to do it one by one, then we have to do it one by one until eventually we affect everyone. But it's time we start to shift focus. Like, life is too short to keep continue to focus on so much hate and so much bitterness that's going on in the world. And I know we can't help it and we can't stop it, but, oh, if we can only figure out some type of way to stop feeding it, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, Whew. oh we are definitely going to miss Aunt Betty. <sighs> We've got to start spreading that love. I was sitting here thinking about how I was going to honor her at her services this coming weekend. When we lost Aunt Floretta, Aunt Floretta was always known for her hats. And she always wore hats. And so for Aunt Floretta's uh, services, I wore a hat in honor of her. And so Aunt Betty was typically known for her necklaces. She always had to have on her necklace and her earrings. If she didn't have on her necklace and her earrings, she was not dressed and ready to leave the house. And so I think I need to find for her services this weekend, I'd most definitely need to have on a statement piece. Uh, yes, I, I need to have on the necklace and earring um, statement piece in honor of her because she was all about her necklaces and her earrings and you had to be dressed in your necklace and your earrings and she will most definitely be missed. Like, oh, she will definitely be missed. I can only... Yes, yes, Terry. She did love her jewelry. She was always all about her jewelry. This light behind me is motion censored and the wind is blowing. It is catching. So let me turn this light off. Disable. There we go. Turn that light off because it kept catching on. But yeah, she's all about her jewelry. So I'm most definitely going to find me a statement piece uh, for her services to represent her. Like I'm excited. I haven't figured out what I'm going to wear. I'm going to pick out a necklace first. The necklace comes first and then I'll figure out what I'm going to pair with the necklace in honor of Aunt Betty. But we, we have to cherish, man, that's going to be a tough one. Oh, we're going to miss you, Aunt Betty. Most definitely will be missed. Ah, and let's share, I'm going to shift my mindset now. I also have some great news um, to share. I don't know if you guys, well, I'm sure you guys remember Tamiko because she came on uh, Red Wine Conversation. She was also on the anniversary show. Her daughter just gave birth this past uh, Friday to twins. So we want to say congratulations to the new, well, she ain't a new because she had other grandkids, but a newly, I guess, grandmother, Tamiko. And please say a prayer for her daughter, um, the twins actually came in at, at a great weight. 
Um, they're both doing really well. So let's let's pray for them and their speedy recovery and, and discharge from the um, hospital. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see pictures of them. I know they are absolutely adorable. So let's say some prayers for Tamiko and her daughter, Tamron, on the delivery of their twins. I can't wait to see them. But uh, we, I started off the show so emotional. I'm going to have to get out of my emotions. Y'all know how I am about when I get emotional. I try not to get emotional. Y'all got me right at the top of the show. I was not expecting that. But sometimes, you know, you don't get what you expect. You get what you need. And I guess evidently I needed to let that cry out um, because I didn't. I didn't take the time. We had just left, which Terry had asked about the trip. We went on my mother-daughter trip. We had just left for the trip um, when we got the news that Friday morning about Aunt Betty. So I really hadn't. I hadn't had my, my, my time. So I guess that it was meant I needed to let that cry out. Oh, Dwight, it's not your fault, baby. You fine. It, it was time. It was needed. It was needed. We don't always get what we want, but we definitely get what we need. So I'm going to put it that way. It was a needed. It was, it was a needed cry. But anyway, I'm going to shift to the day's topic of what I wanted to come on and talk about and get out of my emotions. Lord have mercy. But lately, I guess I have been having a lot of situations that have caused me to take a step back and have to self-reflect. Because you know, one of the things I say on this show all the time, I can't I can't come on here and ask people to do things that I'm not willing to do myself. And so, hey, Carl, and welcome. Yeah, you have to go back. I, I can't recap that intro, honey. I'm, I'm still trying to pull myself together. You go, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go back and replay that one. But I did touch on Aunt Betty. You're going to have to go back and replay that one. But, <laughs> but yeah, I have, I've been running across some, um, some situations in my life that have caused me to take a step back and do some self-reflecting and make decisions about directions in my life. And so I really wanted to share um, those reflections with you guys and talk about moving into 2022 and how our journey of self-reflection is going to look going into 20 2022. Well, how my journey of self-reflection is going to look going into 2022. Uh, you know, I love hearing you guys feedback and letting me know how you feel and, and the journey that you're currently on. And I have to like, you know, I felt like I needed to come on here tonight and talk about what, true self-reflection to me is and where that journey has taken me recently it is it's been one of the things I, it has taken me to is i finally started writing the book while i was on vacation in punta cana with the girls i finally started putting my journey of true self-reflection um in print, I guess, or, or, or however you want to put it, putting it down. 
So it, it took me on that journey. But I've had some situations that I want to share with you guys, and I want to talk about how I self-reflected on that and how what that journey really is to me. And because I get I get asked a lot about what this show is about. And I always say it's about true self-reflection because it's really easy for us to say, I know who I am. You can't tell me who I am. I know who I am. I know myself. And I used to say that a lot. I used to say that to people a lot. You can't tell me anything about Karen that I don't already know. When I What I wasn't realizing was they were telling me about the parts of Karen that I wanted to ignore. And so I had to self-reflect on a lot of those particular situations and some different things over the last couple of months that has kind of led me to this. Let's revisit true self-reflection before we roll into 2022. Let's talk about how we're going to look at ourselves and the things that we've gone through, the things that we've dealt with in 2021 and how those things have shaped us and changed us. Because it's funny how when you become aware of something, which is what true self-reflection is about, is becoming aware. And when you become aware of something and you understand the power that you have to either accept or deny that that something, it really changes your perspective, your, your perception on life, your the choices that you make, your decisions, and, and what you want to do. And I've had to make a few of those over the last couple of months, you know, and and I want to say what really kicked it off was y'all remember. Hey, Jimmy, welcome. Hey, hey, Miss Tiny Darling, welcome. Everybody is checking in. Okay, I am thrown. My auntie, you know, the name just really registered with me. <laughs> I am like, yes. Hey, Miss Tiny, welcome. I, so y'all didn't throw me off. So I really want to just kind of share how that self-reflection where it's taken me and and how it got started and how i got here because if you guys remember um a while back i was talking about um uh, the very first speaking engagement i had with red wine conversations and uh i did an exercise with my club sisters and in that exercise they got to write hey eric welcome darling Thank you, Eric. Eric says he's feeling the same thing that I'm going through right now. Yes, I, I, this this self reflection. This is this is what kicked it off for me, though. Let me let me because I, I keep jumping around. Let me stay where I'm at. So in in my box, remember I told y'all about the box, and we passed around papers, and everybody got to decorate their box, and you got to write a negative and a positive thing about that person and put it in that box, and we brought the box home. And we read those things in the box. And I can't remember in that show if I even mentioned about this or not. But the majority of the things that were written on the papers in the box um, to me 
were things that I've heard about myself before. And so I was like, okay, I've heard these things about myself before. That just needs, you know, I try my best to be aware of the majority of them. And so for those people to say that to me, let me know, okay, I need to, I need to be more aware of it because that's not the perception that I want to give off. And it's not that I have a problem with them seeing me that way. I could understand why they saw me that way because I've gotten that all my life, but I know for a fact of who I am, that's not the perception that I want to give. And so that therefore I know I need to be more mindful of that when I'm out uh, with people. And these were people I hadn't even had an interaction with. But the one thing that was in the box that threw me was something that no one has ever said to me before. And it, it caused me to take a step back and I had to self-reflect over the entire event because I needed to get an understanding of why that person, well, not why, but how that person viewed me that way. And, and what it was, was somebody stated in my box that they thought I was judgmental. And I had never, that was the first time that that had ever been said to me before. I've gotten mean, I've gotten all kind of, of, of things, but judgmental is, is not something that I have typically heard from people to say um, about my character. And so it really made me take a step back and I thought, wow, judgmental, like I do my best like I'm self-reflecting on it. And so this is what I'm saying to myself. Like I really do my best to try not to be judgmental because I hate when people judge me. That That's like, I've always felt like I've been judged all my life. And so that's one thing that I'm really sensitive about that I try, I try not to make others feel like that they're being judged. But I had to take a step back and self-reflect, not because... I believe that I'm a judgmental person, but because I wanted to get an understanding of what it was that made her see me from that perspective, if that makes sense. That's what, to me, that's what true self-reflection is about. I may not have agreed with it. I may not agree with that person's perspective, but can I take a step back and try to see myself from their perspective and understand how they got to that, to that statement of they felt like I was judgmental. Eric says, that's all I do is judge people and I'm cool with it. Well, I, here's the thing, Eric, you may be cool with judging people but their perspective of you is that they're not cool with it. So it's not about you being you being cool with it. Are you cool with other people being frustrated, upset, angry, and feeling judged by you? And why do you feel like it's appropriate for you to judge those people? Those are the things that you would need to self-reflect on. Why do you feel like it's cool for you to judge people? Because it's not. That's not your place. There's only one judge. And we all are going to have to be judged by him. There's only one. 
So I feel like it's not my place. We've all sinned. We all have faults. It's not my place to judge. And so it did kind of, it hit a chord with me, not because I agreed with her, but because I wanted to understand what it was that she perceived that like, what was it about me that gave that perception is what I wanted to understand because I 100% don't ever want someone to feel like they're being judged because I know what that feels like. I 100% know what that feels like. And so I don't ever want to put myself in that position. And so I think that that's what re kicked off my, like it, it, it got me on this new journey of let me take a step back. Like, how did she like what was it about my demeanor my my what what was it that happened during that event that could have been perceived and when i took a step back and i self-reflect on self-reflected i can't even talk self-reflected on it i saw it i understood it yes carl and i agree that we all judge yes we all judge but don't realize that that we're doing it I'm just saying it's something that I'm, I try to be more aware of it because I know how I felt feeling like that I am always constantly being judged. I do my best not to judge. I'm not saying that I haven't done it. I 100%, we all, I'm not saying that I haven't done it. We've all done it. What I'm saying is I try to be mindful of it and definitely not be intentional with it because that's not that's not the person I want to be. We definitely all have done it self-consciously, but I never want to intentionally judge, I guess is 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 the way I want to put it. I never want people to feel like I am intentionally judging them. What did Eric says is judges judge Judy. <laughs> judge Judy be judging everybody. And she say her word is God. Eric also says, I've never witnessed you being judgmental. And and I don't feel like that. I, I mean, again, we've we've all we've all done it. You know, not intentionally, but we we've all done it. As Carolyn says, we've all judged, you know, so we are not realizing that we, we're doing it. But I try to be mindful of it because I know how it's how it feels. I know how it made me feel. And so therefore, I, I most definitely try not to judge others. But when I took a step back and I replayed the events of that day in my mind, I could identify an area during that time frame that someone could have felt that I was being judgmental. I could, I could see it. I, I, I still, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying that I agree with it because I don't feel like I, I'm a judgmental person. I, I would, I, it, it really took me up, uh, off guard because I've never gotten that from people before. I've gotten a lot of things, but that was one that I've never gotten. So I really wanted to take a step back and take a journey on it to really self-reflect and think about it and not be defensive about it, but try to, try to gain an understanding of what could it have been about me that would have given that perception not dismissing how she felt
because I can't dismiss how she felt because it was her perception. And that's the thing about true self-reflection. You can't dismiss how others felt because it's based on their perception, not yours. It's not about how you feel or, or think that you are or think that you do. It's about how they feel who you are and what you do. Because, and I say all the time, what you're, you know, what you think you're putting out is not always what's being perceived. And I learned that the hard way. Let's see, Curlin said, sometimes we think we're not, but we are judging because it has become so natural in our everyday. I, I can agree with that, but that still doesn't, it doesn't make it right. Uh, that's what true self-reflection is about. Once you become aware of something that you do, then you have a choice. And I agree. A lot of times, it you know, I can agree that it can come unintentionally. You know, you don't realize that you that you're doing it. But once you do become aware, then it's up to you to make that change. So you can't just use it as an excuse. You can't be like Eric said earlier. He judges, you know, all the time. And he's cool with it. Well, true self-reflection is not about you being cool with it because you think it's okay. It's about how other people perceive or, or, or how, you know, you judging them because they're the ones that's being judged. And what makes you think that it's okay to judge others and, and that it's okay for you to be cool with it. But it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not cool. But if you feel like it that it is, that's your choice. But at the same time, you're aware of it. And if that's the choice that you make, then you also have to be accepting of the consequences that's going to come behind it. Because not everybody is going to appreciate being judged. And, and since we're kind of talking about that, I actually have kind of that situation where I felt like, you know, every time I have a disagreement with this person that they make it personal and then I'm judged based on who I am. And so I had to kind of take a step back and self-reflect on it. And I had to think, you know, has that person always been that way? And if they've always been that way, what is it now that's bothering me about it? Because if I accepted it before and I never dealt with it before or never said anything about it before, what has changed that now them judging me is an issue for me. And I had to really take a step back and realize that, yeah, the judgment has always been there. It's always been present, but I overlooked it because I was getting a benefit. And now I'm no longer getting that benefit and that judgment is now an issue for me. Well, no, the issue is I'm no longer getting my benefits. That's the issue. I had to self-reflect and get to the true issue. 
Eric says, how do we point out each other's flaws in order to make them better and not be judgmental? Okay. Well, first of all, pointing out, I'm going to have to give you, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. Um, I disagree that pointing out someone's flaws is a way to make them better. Because if I have a flaw and your folk and your sole focus is on that flaw, or trying to tell me how to fix that flaw. I'm not I'm I'm not going to take that I'm not going to take that well. I'm 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 going to be honest if 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 I'm being true and then we want to self reflect about that. And and that could be my definition of a flaw and your definition of a flaw could be different. Let me let me let me say that. Um, there are things, as say, for instance, someone has like mm, they like to leave the toothpaste cap off, like and 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 you know that's not really I, I would call categorize as a flaw, but that's something that would definitely irritate me. Like, hey, I'm gonna need you to work on. I, keeping a toothpaste container, you know, put the cap back on or whatever. That really bothers me when you do that. You know, if that person really cares about you, then they're going to be like, okay, I know this is something that irritates KO when I do this. So therefore I'm going to make an effort to change. Um, I don't consider those as flaws. Those are just characteristics of, of, of people. Uh, I, I really don't, I guess that would I, I would have to know what your definition of a flaw is, Eric, uh, to kind of really answer that. To me, when you say a flaw, um, it, is that something that you don't like about that person that you want them to change? Um, I guess. My thought on that would be, one, you can't change someone. They have to, they're the only ones that can change themselves and they have to want to change. What the only thing that you can do is express to them how that behavior makes you feel. I wouldn't say that it's a flaw. It's it's something about them that that you dislike or whatever that you want to express to them how it makes you feel when 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 they say that or when they do that to say that it's a flaw is that's kind of deep um that wouldn't be the direction that i i i would come from and to say that it's a flaw is would definitely come off in in my opinion as being um judgmental um because you're saying to them something about them is wrong and 
it's not really up to you to determine that it's wrong, especially if it's something that they've been used to doing or something about them that is inherent in them. Who are you to determine that it's a flaw? Now, if it does make you feel a certain type of way, I agree, you do need to express that to them, but to categorize it as a flaw, I'm, I'm, I can't agree with. And to say that it is, I, I kind of have to say, yes, that is judgmental to say, uh, I mean, and that's my perspective on it, that I would perceive that as being judgmental. And if you came to me stating that I have a flaw that you want to change to make me better, I would not perceive that easily. That would not, that would not go over well. It would not go over well at all. I feel like I changed my whole tone when I said that. <laughs> but that would not go over well. So you kind of have, you kind of have to, I would have to say on that one, Eric, you would have, you would need to self-reflect on why you see that whatever it is as a flaw in that person. And yeah, you would have to self-reflect on that. I would have to say, Oh, why do you feel? Cause I would really want to understand why do you feel like that's a flaw within that person? And I, I, I don't see how you could address what you would consider to be a flaw without uh, coming across as judgmental, because in order for you to say that it's a flaw, you had to make that judgment that is judgmental. But if you came at it as whatever their behavior or situation or what they do, how it makes you feel, then that's different. It's not about them. Then it's about you. Self-reflection is about you. And so once you, you, give them your perspective, then it's their choice on whether or not they want to self-reflect on that. And if they choose not to be open to your perception in your perspective, then that's a choice for you to make because then you have to decide, do I want to continue to deal with that or do I want to move on? That's, that's what true self-reflection is about. Like, don't make it about the other person. It's not about them. It's about you and how it makes you feel. And so when you address that person, it's not about them. It's about you and how you feel. And, and say, uh, again, like the uh, I was talking about the uh, negative comment that I got about being judgmental. It threw me for a loop because I'd never received that before. And so in my mind, I'm like, what, what? I made somebody feel that way. And so I had to self-reflect on it because it made me feel some type of way that somebody thought that I was being judgmental. And I had to think about that. And so now it's my choice whether I want to do something about that or not. And if I care about people perceiving me that way, then I'm going to make a decision to do something about it. If I don't, then I'm going to be like, I could care less. But once I took a step back and I self-reflected on that day, I honestly could say, okay, I could see how that was that that particular interaction could have been perceived that way. I could I can see that. So I can't just dismiss her perspective. 
I may not agree with it because I don't think that that's who I am, but I can admit that I can understand how they got that perspective, how that perception, how she perceived it, how that interaction could have been perceived that way. I 100% can, can, can see it. I don't agree, but I can see it. Does that make sense? That's what self-reflection is about. So now I'm aware of it. It's up to me whether or not I want to do something about it because I have to admit it may not be who I am, but I could understand how my interaction could have been perceived that way. So now it's my choice to be aware of it and to want to choose to do something about it. A person came to me with an issue. And so that's why I say you can't go to them and say it's a flaw. You come to them about how how it how it made you feel. And so I made her feel judged. And I didn't want to make her feel judged. If that person is making you feel a type of way, a certain type of way, then you have to express to them how they make you feel. It's not about them. It's about you. If that may, it's, it's about you. And that's why I say on the journey of self-reflection, and you have to put them in that position to self-reflect. And you express how it made you feel. It's your perception of what they do. But you can't change them. You can't change them, nor is it your place to judge them. That's something I had to learn on my journey. I can't, I can't control and I can't change. And I used to do things, I was the controller and I would do things to try to force other people to make a decision. And so, because I'm an analytical person, if I do this, then they have the choice. They're either going to do this or do that. If they do that, then I'm going to do this and do that. And so that was how, and I would be like, oh, I'm not, I don't, I'm not controlling. I'm not controlling. Yes. Yes, I was. I just went about it a different way. I would do things to try to make people make the choice that I wanted them to make. And then when they didn't make the choice that I wanted them to make, then I'd be upset about it. But I can't control people. That wasn't my place to do that. And so I had to learn that about myself. So I, I say that because, Eric, it's, it's, not, it's not your place to change them. You can't say that you're making them better. That's That's not... Okay, my flame went out and I'm and I'm smelling propane and I ain't trying to get uh turn this out. Uh I don't know if the wind blew it out or if it, it went out. I think my brother been see he he about to buy me a new tank. I think he been out here sitting on the patio uh using my my tank and now I've got no propane. I'm, I'm gonna have to talk to him about that. But you never and, and this is just my perspective. You don't want to come across to somebody as as you're you're determining something about them is wrong, uh, because that's not really your place. I'm not saying that. Let me, let me, I want to read, let me rephrase that. I'm going to, let me try to rephrase. It's not your place to come across to judge 
someone else's behavior. You can express to them how that behavior makes you feel, then it's their choice whether or not they want to change that behavior. Now, if they choose not to change that behavior, then the next choice is yours because then you choose whether or not you want to deal with that behavior. But if your choice is to deal with that behavior, it also takes away your option to complain about the behavior. Does that make sense? You can't complain about something that you're aware of and you've made a choice to tolerate. And that's what we do a lot of times. We keep forgiving and we keep overlooking and, and, and we keep saying, oh, it's okay. They're going to change. They're going to change. And we sit and we wait and we wait and we wait for the change. And that change number comes. Is it their fault that they never changed? Or is it our fault that we keep waiting? That's what self-reflection is about. Take a look at yourself. Be accountable True self-reflection is seeing yourself through that other person's eyes and that person who says that they're not willing to change for you sees you some type of way because in their mind, they don't care. Think about it. No, it's not okay. It definitely is not okay, Melissa, but you have to make that choice. That's what I'm saying. If you make that person aware and now they're aware of how their behavior makes you feel. There, there's no denying it. They're aware. It's not about them. Make it about you. It's about you. When you do this, when you speak to me that particular way, when you talk down to me, when you call me out my name, when... You say I'm stupid in front of other people. When you do these things, it makes me feel like I'm less of a person and I don't like feeling that way. It upsets me and I don't like feeling that way. I want to feel good about myself, but I can't feel good about myself when I feel like your words are always demeaning to me. If that person is not willing to take a step back and think about how what they say to you makes you feel, is that somebody you really want to be with? Is that somebody you really want to put that time in? Is that somebody who's willing to self-reflect themselves and think about how their behavior is being perceived by somebody else? Because once you tell them how you feel and they choose not to make a change, what does that say? Think about what that says to you about how that person feels about you. If you say your behavior makes me feel a certain type of way, when you do these things, I feel a certain type of way. And they're fine with you feeling that way. 
They don't care. They're not willing to make that change for somebody, for you. How does that make you feel? And if they're not willing to change, are you willing to accept continuing to feel that way? Because if you say that's your, that's what you're accepting. That's what self-reflection is about. You can't put, can't blame them because they won't change. No, the fault lies with you because you choose not to leave. So motion says here, I'm sorry. I got deep. I did look at myself and I took accountability because it matters to me. Absolutely. That's the most important thing. Does it matter to you? And so when people bring things like that to your attention, so when she brought to my attention, I don't think that I'm judgmental, but the fact that she had that perception, I don't want, I don't want people to perceive me that way. And so therefore now I'm aware that I can do something about it. Because I have to be honest, when I took a step back and I looked at the interactions of that, of, of that event, could I see it? Yes. I could see it. I could see it. I could I could see where that could have come off and been perceived that way. It's not how I meant it, but I can definitely see how it was perceived that way. So that's something that I need to be aware of. So I care about how other people perceive me. And so therefore I'm willing to make that change. I'm willing to be aware of it. I don't think that I'm judgmental, but now someone has made me aware of something that I've done and something that I've said that could be perceived that way. Does it change me, uh, who I am as a person? No, it just makes me cognitively aware that sometimes I give that perception. It was the first time I ever got it, but it was enough to put an imprint for me to take a step back and be aware and be accountable of my actions instead of being dismissive and say, I know I'm not judgmental. Ain't nobody thinking about what she said. She perceived it wrong. That's on her. That's her fault. That ain't got nothing to do with me. No, it 100% had to do with me. 100% had to do with me. I can't just dismiss it. It's not saying that as I feel like I'm judgmental. It's saying Okay, I can see how she got that perception. I 100% understood how she could have perceived it that way. That's not how I meant it. Didn't mean it that way at all. But I can honestly see how she could have perceived it that way. So now I'm aware of it. And I can be cognitive when the next time I'm, I'm saying that or I have that same exchange with someone else then I can deliberately deliver it differently because that was the other thing that she said. Sometimes it's not the message it's how it's delivered. So when I put two and two together, I understood exactly why she got the perception that she got. Can't dismiss it because I can see it. I don't agree with it because that's not how I meant it, but I can understand it. 100% understand it and how she perceived it. Okay, slow motion says, I am stuck on that. I had, I hold grudges. Once someone betrays me, I lose faith. I just don't double back. I forgive 
and move on. But that doesn't mean I am holding a grudge. I, I can agree with you on that. I'm kind of the same way. Uh, and I talked about that uh, once on the show. Me and Rick kind of joked and talked about that one, about forgiveness and about that. I'm not quick to forgive um, either. I do sometimes hold grudges. And it's funny you say that because that was one of the things that was in my box too. It said, um, one, I was petty, which I said that on the show too. Y'all know, whoo. I am petty. I'm working on that. Uh, I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I am working on it. But I admit it. I, I'm aware of it. Whew, but it just comes so natural to me. I, I'm just like, oh, Lord. So I was told that I was petty and that I don't forgive um, easy. And so I really had to self-reflect on that because I can see both of them. I, I most definitely see both of them. And I said both of them actually on the show that um, that I don't uh, forgive easy, especially if it's someone. Uh, yeah, yeah, depending on what the mistake is, Rick, absolutely. One mistake and you're dead to me. Absolutely. And, and I'm that way, and especially if you were in my inner circle and you betrayed me or you did something to me. I, I'm. I, I can forgive you, but I can't forget. I'm going to put it that way. I, I will deal with you um, from a distance. Um, it, it really depends on, for me, what our level of involvement, I guess, um, is. Because if it was somebody I really don't care about, like, I could care less how you feel. Like, it happened now. I ain't got to forgive you. I'm going I'm to move on. I can be that way sometimes. Uh, it, it really, for me, it de it depends because I, oh, excuse me, I'm the type one. Let me say this. I don't forgive unless forgiveness is asked. One, if you don't ask my forgiveness, you most definitely are not going to receive it. That that's that's it's especially if you know you wronged me, if you know and there's no doubt about it that you wronged me and you don't ask for my forgiveness, forgiveness will never be received. That's just is who I am. I'm sorry. That's one of those that who and I know that he he's working on me on that one. The Lord is working on me here. Now we talk about it. And I know on come judgment day, when I am judged, he going to be like, now, Karen, why you didn't let that go? And I'd be like, because and me and him going to be up there and we're going to have a disagreement about it. So I, I'm, I'm already prepared. I am already prepared because he going to be like, baby, you need to learn to let shit go. Let it go. But I am deep in the fact that if you wrong me and you know you wronged me and you don't ever come and ask for my forgiveness, I'm not going to just forgive you and, and act like it didn't happen. That 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 is that's that's not who I am. I can't I'm I haven't grown enough to do that one yet. What is slow motion said? That's exactly who I am. Yeah, I I, I truly do um, 
I, I self-reflect on that one and and here's kind of why and I'm gonna share I'm gonna share my self-reflection on this because I did honestly self-reflect and think about what is it about me that makes me um I won't even say hold a grudge. It's not even about holding a grudge. It's just really not forgiving, not letting go and 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 and, and moving on. I have no ill will um, or anything uh, towards them. I just I'm just I just don't fool with you. Like I'm I'm done. But here's kind of where my journey of self reflection took me on uh, on this one. And if it helps you slow motion, please let me know. Because of my personality type, and if y'all can imagine, I, I'm I am a blunt, straightforward adult. I was a blunt, straightforward kid. Okay. And because I was always a blunt, straightforward kid, and this is just my perspective, I felt like people felt they could say whatever they wanted to me. And it was okay because of who I was. And I was supposed to accept it, swallow it, and move on. Because every time that I would treat people the way they treated me, I would always get, Karen, you're the bigger person. Don't be like that. You shouldn't treat them that way. And then I would be like, well, I'm just treating them the way they treated me like why is it okay for them to talk to me that way but it's not okay for me to talk back to them just because i'm perceived differently than like how is that fair that that's not fair and so i was always forced to forgive and forget and move on that was that was what i was always told that it was okay People were allowed to talk to me any kind of way and I was supposed to forget it and move on because I was this tough skin, you know, uh, confident, strong person and I could take it, but they weren't. And so me giving it back to them was different because it came to them different and it hurt them like it. Well, it hurt me, too. But nobody ever cared that it hurt me, too. At least that was my perspective. Um, I can honestly say, uh, you know, looking back, remember I talked about my expressing emotions that I, I never really honestly talked about. I mean, when I was younger, I did bring up about how it made me feel, but it, it always got stifled to me. It, it was always how I felt got overlooked or pushed to the side or I was supposed to overlook it and forgive it because the other person wasn't as strong as me and didn't have that strong personality. So they couldn't take it the way I took it. And so as I got older and I realized I don't have to forgive. I don't have to allow people to treat me any kind of way. I don't have to allow people to talk to me any kind of way. And it's okay for me to respond back to them the way they respond to me. At least that's what I thought when I was an adult. As I got older, and so I started giving people back what they gave me. 
because I felt like it wasn't fair. I wasn't allowed to express it when I was a child and I'd be damned if somebody is going to not allow me to express it now that I'm an adult. Can't tell me, I can't tell you how I feel. But by this time, remember when I talked about how holding in things and the only emotion I express is what? Anger. So I kept swallowing emotions and everything came out as anger. I can see it now. But I still struggle with forgiveness because of that. Especially when I feel like I haven't wronged you. It's difficult for me to just let that go. Because I've experienced it so much in life of people wronging me and feeling like it's okay. That it's it's difficult for me to accept now uh, as an adult. And so like Rick says, like typically it takes one mistake, one time, and I'm done with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm moving on because I'm not going to give you the opportunity again. And I'm not just going to swallow it and forgive it, give you, especially if you haven't asked for my forgiveness. And, and I have learned that as an adult, that's important to me. On my journey of self-reflection, when people wrong me, it is important to me for them to ask forgiveness. And if you don't ask forgiveness or understand how you wronged me, that's a difficult pill for me to swallow. So I always have to self-reflect whenever I'm in that particular situation, I self-reflect. Did they really wrong me or, or is this just in my head? Is it really something else? Or, you know, so I always, I always self-reflect on it to make sure that how I'm feeling is a legit feeling like, you know, like I did, you know, with, with my friend that, you know, I felt like I was being judged. Like, actually, they have always judged me. If I really had to think back every time we've had a disagreement, I've always felt judged. But because I was getting what I wanted, it didn't matter to me. But now the tables have changed and what really, and now it started to bother me where it bothers me only not because I feel like I'm being judged because I'm not getting what I was getting. Things have changed. And so I think about that when I start to, when I'm upset or I feel like I'm in a position, do I need to forgive them? Do I need to let this go? Do I need to move on? I really get down to the root of what is it is that's bothering me. And so if what's really bothering me is the fact that I feel like I did nothing wrong and they can't, you know, I'm a fact person. If you can't tell me what it is that I did wrong to you, we, we can talk about it. But if I feel like I'm not wrong, you owe me an apology. And if you feel like you can't apologize to me, then I can't forgive you and I can't let it go and I can't move on. That's something I, that's, that's just, that's just who I am. We could talk about it all day and I can express to you why I feel the way I feel and how, what it is that you did made me feel that particular way. But if at the end of that conversation, if that person still feels like they don't owe me an apology and they didn't do anything wrong, you get, you, you, it, there is no forgiveness. I can move on, but we'll never be the same. We will never be the same. And that's just that's just kind of how I am. If if I really self-reflect on it, and, and when you self-reflect, you have to be honest with yourself. Are you being a little extreme? Like, am I asking for something more than what I really deserve? Like, why do I feel I deserve this? You know, what, what, what are the real facts? Am I overlooking, you know, let me, let me look at it from their perspective. Let me look at how they viewed me. Do I understand how they saw me the way that they saw me? 
And if I can see it and I can understand it and I really feel like I was I wasn't wrong. I can't forgive you unless you ask for forgiveness. And until you ask for forgiveness. Hey, I will speak. I will be cordial. But you get fed with a long handle spoon. That's just who I am because I'm not going to put myself in that position because you already felt like it was okay for you to do it the first time. I'm not going to put myself in a position for you to do it again. And I'm okay with not putting myself in that position for you to do it again because obviously you're not somebody I really want to be relating with because if you can't see what you did was wrong, hey, are you really somebody that I want to be hanging with anyway? It's kind of the way I look at it. That's how I self-reflect on it. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know if you, you know, if that helps at, at all, uh, slow motion, but that it sounds like me and you kind of see things, you know, kind of the same way. But I do, I, I have to admit that I will take a step back and think, okay, am I asking a little, little much that I felt like, feel like this person needs to come and ask, you know, ask for my forgiveness or, you know, come and apologize to me for what they did. Can I see from their perspective what I did or what I said or or how it made them feel? I, I do self-reflect on that and I think about those things and I look at it from all angles. I try to. I try not to dismiss how other people feel in that particular moment, regardless of how I feel about it. Let me see if I can understand why they felt this particular way. Can I see it? If I can't see where I was wrong, and you can't convince me, like if we can't have a conversation about why I was wrong and you help me to see it. No, especially if I ain't do nothing and you came at me crazy. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Or you wronged me or you did something. I can't. Unless you ask for forgiveness, I can't forgive. And then it depends on who you are. I, I, it definitely depends on who you are and, 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 and what, at what level our relationship is. I still, I have to be honest and say, I do still struggle with expressing how I feel to those people who are close to me. I, I still struggle with expressing that emotion and I've gotten better at it. I've definitely, since I've been on my journey of self-reflection, gotten better with expressing my emotions but if it's somebody that, that, you know, you're not really in my inner circle like that. And I, you know, we had that exchange. And especially if I'm telling you, if I say to you, okay, well, you're perceiving it wrong. That's not how I meant it. I understand how you feel, but that's not how I meant it. And, and you still want to go left with it. Then, hey, that's on you. And you get no forgiveness unless you ask for it. That's just how I am. I, I've, I, and it stems from always feeling like people feel like they can do things to me or talk to me or, or say what they want to say because I'm that strong, confident woman. It's okay. She can take it. Oh, Karen, or just let it roll off. Don't even worry about it. You can say what you want to her. Oh, she thick skin. No. No, you can't. Doesn't work that way. And I have an issue that you feel that way. And if you don't feel like that you've done me wrong, if you know, it's, if it's something that you've done or something that you said, and you feel like that you weren't wrong in it, especially if I express express to you that you were wrong, no, I 
you don't apologize and hey that's good i don't require you to apologize but you have to understand that we'll never get back to where we were i will always be cordial because one thing about it i believe in don't i'm i can't allow you to take me out of who out of my character as i can uh, i call it you can't take me out of my character but i will always be cordial we can speak we can hee hee we can laugh we can do all of those things but we'll never be like we were because that trust and that's what it really is for me once you break my trust Trust is gone. It's it's done. But you just I, I feel like it depends on who the person is, slow motion. You just have to you you have to you have to kind of think about it and 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 put it in perspective. And is this person someone that you feel like it's worth putting in the time and energy, getting them to see your perspective? And if they really and truly care about you, then they're going to be willing to see your perspective. And they're going to be willing to make that effort to help you forgive and move on. A lot of times people, you know, people always say, well, you just got to forgive and let it go. And depending on the person, it's a two-way street, especially if it's someone that you've got to deal with on a regular basis, on a daily basis, it's a two-way street. And so if you can't communicate how what how it feels and what what you feel like should happen because especially if you feel like you know you're owed an apology in that particular situation or whatever it is and they're not willing to give it that's difficult to say okay i'm willing to forgive you but you feel like you know you don't have to apologize to me because you didn't do anything wrong that's a tough pill to swallow that's a tough pill to swallow I can't say it's about holding grudges. It's about are you willing uh, to just let something go that made you feel some type of way to say that it's okay for that person to make you feel that way? Because that's basically what you're saying, especially if they feel like they don't. it doesn't have to be addressed. But can you talk about it and come to a mutual understanding on it? That's where real true forgiveness and moving on comes from is talking to that person and coming to a mutual understanding. And until you're able to do that, you'll never be able to forgive. Not in a true forgiveness and move on state. You'll never forget it. But unless you come to an understanding and talk and communicate, that's how I am. If we can't come to an understanding and talk about it and communicate, I can't forgive. Especially if you can't understand how you hurt me or how you made me feel some type of way. If you don't get it, I guess in my mind, and this and this is this is my self-respection. And, and again, this is why I say it depends on who the person is. Because if it's someone close to you and they don't get how what they're what they did hurt you or how their actions or words hurt you and you just continue to forgive them and they never understand, then that's saying you're okay with it. Does that make sense? You can't be okay with that. Well, I mean, you can, but if you are, you can't complain about it. But if it's enough to make you a complain, then you're not okay with it. It needs to be communicated and it needs to be addressed. 
And if that person really cares about you, they're going to take a step back. It may not happen overnight because people don't change overnight, but they're going to be willing to take those steps to make the change. And that's the important. That's where forgiveness comes in. When you see that that person is willing to take those steps to make that change because they see how it makes you feel. And that goes all the way back to Eric's question about, and, and I really don't want to say pointing out a flaw, but expressing to people how it makes you feel, whatever the action is or the situation or whatever, how it makes you feel. Don't come at it to them as it's a negative. Come at them. How about how it makes you feel when they do it? Because if they care about you, then they're going to be willing to take that step back and say, okay, when I do this, it makes slow motion feel some type of way. And I don't want her to feel that type of way. That's not how I want her to feel about me when we have that interaction. So let me be mindful of that because I care about how slow motion perceives me. I care enough that I'm willing to make that change because I don't want her feeling that type of way. That's kind of how I, I, I look at life now. And for those people... And, and I do have to take a step back now. You always want to make sure that whatever it is that you're asking is not something frivolous. You know, sometimes we can we can ask for 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 craziness. So I always want to make sure I'm checking myself. Am I being realistic? Like, is this something that I really need to be asking? But it depends on how it makes me feel. And I really need to express how whatever it is that they're doing makes me feel. Then I need to express it. I need to get it off, but I got to make sure that I'm not just, you know, sometimes we ask for some crazy, <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. We ask for some craziness, but there are some things that we're holding in that we really need to express and get off our chest to whoever it is and talk about it and come to a mutual understanding. Because while you're on that journey of self-reflection, journey of self-reflection is going to require you to communicate and address those perceptions that people have of you that that's not who you want them to perceive you as. That's not who you want them to think or what you want them to think of you. And you want to change that perception. The only way you can change that perception is by having communication with that person. And getting an understanding of why they perceive you that way. It's a two-way street. It's either going to, a journey of self-reflection is either going to strengthen a relationship or it's going to help you see those relationships that it's time to let go and move on. And that's what I've learned on my journey. I've had to let go of a, <laughs> quite a few relationships that I had to take a step back and realize that weren't really healthy for me. And it took me a minute to see it, but it wasn't until I'd done my journey of self-reflection that I saw the person that I was with these people was not the person that I wanted to be. But y'all, as usual, I'm over an hour. Y'all know how I get when I get the talking and we get the chit-chatting on here. But I am going to get off of here. I wanted to come on one last time before 2021 rolled out and have a uh, cocktails with KO. I've been sipping on my old fashioned while I was talking here. 
but I am going to get off of here and close the show. But thank you guys for tuning in. Red Wine Conversations and Cocktails with KO will not be back until 2022. Uh, I will uh, post and let you guys know uh, when in January. I feel like right now I want to focus, you know, on the loss of my aunt. Um, holidays are coming up. Focus on my kids. Um, all of those different things. And then just kind of catch up with you guys and where you're at on your journey of self-reflection in 2022. Hopefully 2022 is going to come in a lot better than 2021 is going out because I, I swear I can't take no more. I don't know about y'all, but oh Lord, I can't take it. So I am, I am praying for a better 2022. Uh, I am praying for amazing things with red wine conversations as we move into 2022. Like I said, I'm finally going to get a few um, apparel pieces and I'll let you guys know, especially the hoodie. I'll probably um, offer the hoodie for purchase if people want to buy the hoodies. Um, I'm not sure if the, the skull cap, the little knit cap is, is mine. Nobody else is going to get one of those. I don't even know if I'm going to get pretty Ricky one of those, <laughs> but we'll see. But thank you guys for tuning in to Red Wine Conversation. I so appreciate you guys' support and coming in. Thank you, Melissa. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. I, I feel like I, I came on here and bared my soul to y'all tonight. Uh, I, I kind of, listen, I, I, I hope me sharing my journey of self-reflection is just kind of helpful to others who want to take that journey. I, I, I feel like sharing my thought process on that journey may help someone else, you know, how they're thinking about something that they're going through. So I hope y'all don't mind me coming on here and getting a little deep and, and sharing my stories and why I feel the way I feel on, on certain things. But I definitely appreciate all of the love and support um, from you guys in 2021. I'm Looking forward to what we don't have going on and these journeys in 2022, getting this book done. I don't know if it'll be done by 2022, but I don't know. I'm taking my time. I'm not going to rush myself and just letting it flow. But I am going to sign off of here. Thank you guys for tuning in. Love you guys. And I will see you back in 2022.